Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, I'm currently sitting in a hotel room here in West Hollywood in LA. I uh, arrived in LA yesterday. I'm going to be here for the next next couple of weeks or next two to three weeks and planning on pumping out as much good content as I can. I've got a few guests that I'm trying to line up to bring on the show, but I'll also be you know, putting a bit more thought into what topics I can talk about on the show by myself as well to provide you guys with some value um, as always, you know, I, I like to ask the question through, you know, things like my Instagram. If you're not following me on there already, um, please do. It's at DJK Fitness. But I, I often ask questions on my Instagram story or through my email list to see what you guys actually want to hear about, or you know, what the the common recurring theme is with questions that I'm getting through social media and emails, and then try to answer those on the show. Um, but you know, I've just wrapped up um, a few weeks away, so I've been in Greece um, with Will, who was on the episode, on the show last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, check it out. Um, then spent a few days in London, so the first time in London, which was really great. Got to catch up with some friends and spend a bit of time doing some touristy stuff there. And as always, keeping on top of my training, staying on top of my nutrition as best I can and also to the degree that I actually want to. Um, you know, it's not always, as I've spoke about on the show, it's not always 100% volume dial turned all the way up sometimes it needs to be a bit more relaxed and um, at the moment that is the situation for me kind of just roughly tracking calories making sure i get in enough protein and you know sticking to predominantly nutrient dense foods but still allowing myself time to enjoy some alcohol and um, some food that may not necessarily be in my usual kind of food rotation um, when i'm at home which has been sweet but still being able to stay right on top of where I want to be in terms of my physique and uh, my training performance and just enjoying life at the moment which is awesome so LA is literally like one of my favorite places in the world like I, I just fucking love being here um, so I'm pretty g'd up like I said I'm sitting in the in the hotel room at the moment looking out over over Beverly Hills and the rest of West Hollywood um, and my motivation to continue pushing great content for you guys is so high at the moment um, you know, I, I just want to make sure that um, that I'm getting the best stuff out there for you guys. So if there's anything you'd like to hear about, please do let me know. But what I'm going to uh, actually talk about today, I guess, is, you know, as you've probably seen by the topic or the, sorry, the title of today's episode is how people are getting flexible dieting all wrong. And, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, typically when we talk about flexible dieting or when you hear the term flexible dieting, um, a lot of people have a preconceived idea of what that is. Now, if you have, if you've listened to my content before, you'll already know. You know, you'll already know what flexible dieting is, the, the the basics behind it, the foundation behind flexible dieting. But you know, people will often pair that with just choosing shitty foods, um, different food every single day, always having to use the MyFitnessPal app. Um, you know, not being able to eat or stick to certain food groups, but just trying to keep massive variety in the food and there's just a number of things that people are getting wrong and, and overcomplicating it that I wanted to kind of clear up into in today's episode, but also chat about how literally every single diet or every single way of eating falls under flexible dieting. And, uh, and I'm going to go into that first and explain what I mean by that. So when I say that every diet or every way of eating falls under flexible dieting, I'm talking about 
you know, if you prefer to eat vegan, um, if you prefer to eat vegetarian, if you prefer to eat paleo, um, carb backloading, carb cycling, intermittent fasting, uh, you know, the list goes on. A balanced diet, whatever it is, no carbs, no fat, whatever the way of eating that you prefer is, it all fits, it all falls under flexible dieting. And, you know, we know that to lose body fat, you need to be in a negative energy balance. Um, you need to be consuming less calories than you're burning, so burning more energy than you're taking in. Um, and, and over time, with consistency, and if you're doing it in the right manner, you will lose body fat. Um, and that's what we aim to do. We aim to lose body fat, not weight and to lose body fat um, and not weight. When I say weight, you know, we don't want to be losing muscle mass, obviously. So to lose body fat, you should only be eating in a slight calorie deficit. Um, so we know that that is just, there's no two ways about that because what what I hear a lot and typically from people that are stuck in their ways of how they like to eat is that, you know, you don't need to be in a calorie deficit. You don't need to know your calorie number. Um, you just need to eat these foods. You need to do this, blah, 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 and it'll work. The reason why any single diet has ever worked in the history of dieting is because the individual has been in a negative energy balance, they've been in a calorie deficit. That's just, that is just how it works. So, as I said, all diets or all ways of eating fall under flexible dieting because we are tracking our calorie intake to a degree or we should know our, roughly know our calorie intake to a degree um, to make sure that we are in a deficit or a surplus or maintenance, whatever it is. Um, regardless of what our macro breakdown is, we should all be roughly taking in a similar amount of protein, you would think, or at least a similar minimum um, amount of protein. And in the end of the day, for any of these diets and ways of eating to work, we need to be following those fundamental rules which we've just spoke about in terms of what our, neg our energy balance is, whether it's negative, positive, neutral, um, whatever it is. So, uh, that you know, because in the fitness industry there is so much shit about nutrition. There is so much uh, conflicting evidence, conflicting um, ideas and and theories that you you see. And if you're just starting to get into the whole nutrition and training thing, it is so difficult to decide what works, what doesn't work, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And it's so easy to get caught in the trap of trying anything and everything. And, and just being all over the place and getting stuck in that kind of yo-yo phase where you're not doing one thing consistently, you're always chopping and changing and never seeing the results that you'd like to see. Um, so in the end of the day, when we're trying to figure out what way of nutrition is gonna suit us best, figure out what types of food you like to eat, figure out what way of eating you like to eat. As I said, it might be vegan, um, it could be balanced diet, it could be minimal carbs, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. As long as you are in a calorie deficit to lose fat and you're getting enough protein, as long as you're in a surplus if you want to gain weight, um, and as long as you're at maintenance if you're trying to maintain where you're currently at, it will work regardless of what food you are eating. So don't think that there's any magic food. I've discussed that on the show before about there's no such thing as good and bad food or fat loss foods and muscle building foods. It'd be, it would be fucking incredible if there was just a list of foods that if you ate them, regardless of how much you ate, um, you would lose fat. Same thing if you wanted to build muscle or gain weight, whatever it may be. That would be unbelievable. That'd be life-changing. But the fact of the matter is, that is not the case. Okay, so uh, you can't just you can't just stick to certain food groups and think that that's going to work. You can eat a shit ton of healthy food and still gain weight if you're in a calorie surplus. That's that's just the way it is. Just like if you're eating, you know, 80% of your calories from nutrient dense or 90% of your calories from nutrient dense foods, and having things like pizza or pasta or enjoying a wine with dinner as long as you're in a deficit you can still lose body fat okay so these certain foods like pizza pasta and, and alcohol they're not going to automatically make you gain weight and that you, you hear that so often about 
people going out for a meal or having some form of junk food and and straight away having that negative um i guess that ne- those negative thoughts towards themselves saying you know i fucked up here um i'm gonna i'm gonna gain fat this is a fat meal i feel really bad about myself i'm gonna have to work extra hard tomorrow well no you don't have to as long as you are in your calorie deficit if you're trying to lose fat and if you're in a controlled calorie surplus to try and gain weight everything is going to be fine i promise you that so i wanted to clear that up first now also as i mentioned before about how you know obviously the title of the show we're doing flexible dieting wrong um you know i've made a full episode about mistakes on flexible dieting before and you can go back and listen to that i'll add that to the um to the show notes but I think mainly what I mean by this, and this is just stuff that I just pick up from working with my online clients, just talking to people through Instagram about questions they may have through my emails, even just through face-to-face clients about their nutrition, is that we're making things so much harder than it needs to be. Um, you know, when people ask me how I approach my nutrition, as I said, flexible dieting is, you know, that's what I've been following for a long time. Um, I like to keep things pretty balanced, but in saying that, uh, I know roughly how many calories I need to be taking in um, to achieve my body composition goal, whether that's fat loss, muscle building, or maintenance. Uh, I then make sure I stick to my protein minimum. More often than not, I'm not tracking the exact grams of carbohydrates and fats. I'm just making sure that my protein target is met and then uh, whatever ratio uh, comes about with the fat, fats and carbs, then so be it, um, as long as I stick to you know my calorie goal. Now, in terms of food, I'm not making things extra hard. I'm not making things really difficult and, and making my job harder in terms of making sure I stick to those numbers. You know, I, I roughly stick to the same types of food. Um, for me, breakfast is always the same. Lunch is usually very similar. Dinner is very similar, if not the same, every single day when I'm in my, you know, when I'm back at, uh, in Melbourne and working and everything's normal. Obviously, at the moment, things are quite different. But even now, like my food choices, the things that I eat even when I'm out are relatively similar. So nothing really changes that much. Uh, my snacks, I change up a little bit, but I don't spend the whole day on my fitness pal. I don't, I don't spend the whole day thinking about my next meal, thinking about food, and and overthinking or stressing about decisions that I make about what I'm going to eat. Because I know that if I'm close to my number um, with my calorie intake, I get my protein in, and most of all, if I'm consistent. Because this is where people really stuff up. Is that even when they're following flexible dieting, it's the same shit. It's five days of sticking to the macros and getting the protein that they need, and then it's Saturday and Sunday just, you know, eating shit and going over their calorie intake, or maybe not getting enough calories if you're trying to gain weight, going out drinking and just abandoning the whole game plan on the weekend. Um, and you know, there's a saying. I think my friend, you know, I think I first saw this. My friend Ray. Um, posted this on instagram years ago but something like um you know don't let the weekend be your weekend and that applies for literally i reckon 80 to 90 percent of the people that i work with that are struggling with their with achieving their health and fitness goals is that you know they're so super motivated during the week but then on the weekends that is diminished and i think the reason for that is most of the time over you know over training or maybe doing more or, or trying to do more than what they can actually fit in with their lifestyle and under eating or um, you know, maybe not even under eating but being too strict with what they're eating and, and feeling bad about it. So instead of having that little bit of chocolate every single day after dinner um, or instead of having your two coffees at work, whatever it may be, you cut that out and by the time it gets to the weekend or it might even be a few weeks uh, stringed together without having it, when you eventually do have it again, you're way more likely to want to absolutely smash it. And that just, just makes sense. 
Um, it's not rocket science how you come to that. Um, and that's just, a re- that's just a reoccurring cycle that goes on and on and on. And it's the quickest way to create that unhealthy relationship with food um, and exercise. And I think the sooner you can get out of that, the better. I was stuck in that kind of um, that phase for a long time where um, I was super strict. I, I thought that I needed to only stick to certain food groups. I thought that you know I could um, string together some perfect days and then if I wanted to, I could then have a day where I just kind of go nuts. Um, and... You know, not only did that create an unhealthy relationship with food, it just doesn't, it just doesn't really work. And I'm going to kind of go over that now because I want to touch on a few other things in this episode about flexible dieting and calories. And I know that this uh, episode is pretty fucking all over the place, to be perfectly honest. But <clears throat> these are just things that I've been thinking about with nutrition, and um, I wanted to share those with you guys. So the next thing I wanted to discuss is how we need to be starting to, I guess, take our calorie intake more seriously and obviously I talk a lot about flexible dieting being very relaxed and sustainable and suits our lifestyle which it is but we do need to take this shit seriously because just like owning a business or just like your own personal finances you know I often uh, refer to our calorie intake just like a financial budget and that's why we need to take it seriously because if we're talking about money um, let's say I'm over here in LA and I've allowed myself X amount of money for the trip. If you know today I go out and decide to hire a Lamborghini and go out tonight and buy expensive bottles of wine and go shopping today and 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 max out my credit card, then you know I've really fucked up the rest of this trip. And it's the same with our with our nutritional intake. And it's the best way to put it. And it's the best way to put it for people to understand how easily it is to go off track with our food, but also how easy it is to then um, keep it on track. So. If I wake up this morning um, and I go, you know, I'm going to go to IHOP, I'm in LA, yeah, fuck. If Also, if you haven't been to IHOP um, in the States, then you're, you're missing out. So definitely go and check it out. It's definitely one of my favorite breakfast places here. But if I wake up today and go, all right, I'm going to get up and go to IHOP um, and have breakfast, I go there, I have pancakes, I might have um, eggs or an egg egg um, omelette with cheese and all that type of stuff. I decide to get a coffee, I get a milkshake, and then I, I think I'm going to get more pancakes or whatever it is. All of a sudden, my day, uh, you know, my calorie intake for the day is not looking so great because I've used pretty much all of it. Um, I have not got much left to work with for the rest of the day. Now, now I've got a couple of options. I can spend the rest of the day um, working around that and, and trying to uh, keep my calorie intake relatively minimal uh, to make sure I don't blow out my calories or two, I can just completely say fuck it and then just blow out my calories, which is what most people do. So instead, what I like to do at the start of the day is look at my calorie intake and see how it's best going to work throughout the day. If I know that I'm going out for dinner tonight, um, I'm in LA, I'm, I want something nice, I don't really want to think about how, like, what I'm eating for dinner and stress about how much I'm eating, I'm going to allow X amount of calories for that meal. So let's say I allow for a thousand calories. So a big dinner, some dessert, um, that is, I'm going to lock that into my fitness pal at the start of the day. Regardless of what I plug in as the meal, I'm going to plug in 1,000 calories for the day already before I've even eaten anything because what I'm going to do for the rest of the day is work around that. So I know by the time it gets to dinner, I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm not going to have to stress about whether or not I've got enough calories left over because I've already accounted for it like a financial budget. If I know that I need to pay X amount of bills this week, I need to uh, have this much of money um, put aside for my groceries and, and fuel and all that type of stuff, then after that, I know how much I've got left over to spend on other things like going out for dinners or um, buying coffee or whatever it may be, buying new clothes. 
the same with our food. So if I've plugged in that thousand calories for dinner, you know, I might have a lighter breakfast. I might not have breakfast at all. Um, I might have a lighter lunch. I might, you know, what, what doesn't really matter what I do to be perfectly honest, because as long as at the end of the day, I'm still within my calorie goal, um, just like our financial budget, things are all sweet. We're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be short on money. We're not going to be in debt, no, any of that type of stuff. So it's the same with our calorie intake. And I think that financial budget um, way of thinking things has helped for has worked sorry for a lot of my clients. So give that a try if it's you know if you're following flexible dieting at the moment, you're struggling to stick to your calorie intake, then that may be an option for you. The other uh, way or the other thing that I want to mention and talk about with that is I've been getting a number of my online clients to do this lately those that have been struggling to get to their number they need to each day, whether that means they're going over every day or they're, going, they're not reaching their intake, is at the start of the week, putting together a meal plan um, with the foods that you enjoy eating, specific to your macros, to your calorie intake, and to your lifestyle. So if you know that you can only eat three meals a day, obviously only plan for three meals. If you like to eat five or six small ones, same shit, doesn't really matter what it is. Um, but we put together that meal plan at the start of the week, stick to it every day as best you can. At the end of the week, change it up for the following week and you're good to go. Um, again, it's not rocket science, but what that's going to allow us is one, not to stress about having to track calories throughout the week and two, giving us that uh, that confidence in knowing that we're doing exactly everything that we can to make sure that we're close to our intake um, without having to go through and pick and choose what foods we want to put in my fitness pal every single day. because. What I'm starting to see is those that are coming from the background of having an unhealthy relationship with food where they don't know what to eat or they're sticking to only certain food groups and they're, they're not having, um, they're not having uh, some of the foods they may enjoy or they're being really restrictive to now following flexible dieting but they're just as restrictive with what they're eating and they're just as obsessed about uh, tracking their macros. They've always got my fitness pal out and they're thinking about their next meal and this becomes obsessive and it's just a shit way to be. Um, and again, I was in that same position. Once I figured out, once I realized that you know tracking macros is the way to go and it's the most consistent and accurate way to get results, I overdid it as well. I obsessed with that, and now I'm at a point where I'm not that way. Um, almost at the point where, especially when I'm not trying to get in you know exceptionally a lean shape, I'm very much just an intuitive eater. I make sure I get my protein, which I know I can. I know how much I need to eat to get that. Um, and also know roughly how much I need to be eating each day to make sure I'm in that surplus or I'm in a deficit or at maintenance um, to go and stay on track with my goals. And every now and then I'll get the app out and um, I'll track everything really strictly and really religiously to make sure that uh, I'm still in touch with how much I'm actually eating because um, it is easy, quite easy to, uh, to be way off if you're just trying to guess it, especially if you're not that experienced with tracking macros. Um, but that's worked extremely well for me. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about is a question that I've been getting regarding calorie intake and whether or not we should be looking at it on a day-to-day basis or a weekly basis. And this is a fantastic question. So I'll often get asked by clients or just get emails asking today, you know, the question may be today, my goal was to have 2,000 calories, um, but I've finished on 2,300. What should I do tomorrow? Should I go back to normal calories? Um, should I take off 300? What, what, you know, what should I do? Now, here's my answer. There's two options. If it's only like 100 calories over or 100 calories under and you don't have a specific date in mind that you need to be ready for in terms of how lean you are or whatever it is, do not stress. 
Uh, just go to your normal macros the next day. Just like I tell people after you know a, a binge where they've had way too many calories or when they've gone out drinking and they just had a complete blowout, go to your normal macros, make sure you're drinking a shitload of water and that's it. That's that. Goldfish mentality, move on. But if you're really wanting to be strict with, with your results and how many calories you're having and making sure you stick to your intake, if you go over your intake one day, then I want you to look at your calorie intake over the span of a week. And I think you should be doing that anyway. So instead of a day-to-day basis, we're looking at seven days a week. So just just because I'm shit at maths, I'm going to use a very easy example here of saying if my calorie intake for the day needs to be 2,000 over seven days, that that's 14,000 calories for the week. So... As long as by the end of the week I've had 14,000 calories, uh, it's exactly the same as me having 2,000 every day. So there may be a day where I accidentally go over by a couple of hundred. There may be a day, a few days where I have to go under by 100 or 200 to make sure that at the end of the week I've had 14,000 to get me to where I need to be. It's, a same, it's going to be the same result. Far too many of us are focused on that day by day, um, you know, where, where, where what's the best way to explain this we are we're thinking that our bodies are just going to work off a day-to-day basis the best way to put this is i was saying this to um to will and greece we're talking about this actually which is kind of what made me want to talk about it on today's episode is um you know if i eat extremely well today go out and have salad brown rice fucking broccoli chicken all the rest of that shit and then tomorrow i'm not going to expect to wake up looking like a greek god same as if I eat like shit today, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow obese. We need to start to think of things on a bigger scale. Weeks, months, and that's where the consistency comes into play. If you're not being consistent with your intake, then don't expect to see results. And in saying that, you know, if you're consistent with your intake and it's been one week, two weeks, three weeks, even a month, two months, and you're not where you want to be, keep going because I guarantee you'll get there. You may need to make a few small tweaks along the way, but we were talking about momentum. You want to build up that momentum with your calorie intake and over time, those results are going to be, you know, they're going to be far greater than if you're inconsistent with your intake and your training. Just like anything else, consistency is always the key, guys. And um, yeah, I think think there's a few gold nuggets there for you guys in terms of value today with nutrition and flexible dieting and if you're listening to this episode or you got you know you may have already switched it off fucking hope not if you have if you've already switched it off then you're obviously not going to hear this um but you know fuck i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore but what i was getting at is um if you're not that if you're not that confident with flexible dieting you don't really know um, the ins and outs or the basics of it i have done a full episode on flexible dieting itself and you can also go to my website i might put the link in the show notes below actually um, for my ultimate di- ultimate flexible dieting guide which breaks everything down explains it extremely well um, and it's going to teach you you know my whole goal or my whole purpose with a lot of this content especially around nutrition is to teach you how to eat for the results that you want to see and give you complete control over your results and teach you how to eat and not just tell you what to eat. That's the biggest problem in the industry, in the health and fitness industry, is everyone's getting told what to eat. No one's getting taught how to eat. If you know how to eat, you are in complete control. You always have control over your results and I think that's extremely important and it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling having the confidence of knowing that if I want to lose fat, I know I can. Like I'm on this trip at the moment and you know I've been eating out every single day obviously. Um, I've been having alcohol fairly often. Um, I'm still been training and everything, yes, of course. But have I gained a little bit of fat? I reckon I probably have, um, and that's cool. And the best part about that 
is in the past I would be so stressed I'd be having a shit time on my holiday because I'd be thinking about oh fuck I, I over ate yesterday um I've, I've drank alcohol the last couple of days you know what am I doing I'm just um, derailing my progress but I'm not because I know that even if I do put on a little bit of body fat it is so easy for me to then lose that fat I know exactly what I need to do to lose it to get back to where I need to be and having that confidence makes things a lot easier reduces your cortisol going to make it a lot more likely that you will see those results um, so again hope today's episode episode has been of value to you if it has been take a screenshot post it up on your instagram story for me tag me so i can see who is listening um, thanks so much for tuning in if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already please do hit that subscribe button and scroll back through if, if this is a if this is your first episode you're listening to um, welcome if it's if you're a weekly listener Thank you so much. Um, but if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, go back through. There's plenty of fantastic guests that offer a lot of value for you guys. And um, I'm sure there's plenty there that I've talked about in terms of training and nutrition that can help you as well. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. I've, as I said, I've got some fantastic episodes coming up in terms of guests that I get to talk to um, and they can share their knowledge as well. So make sure you tune in for those. I'll chat to you guys in the next episode.